A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go. This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Hot Body Dawson. Pow, pow, pow. I'm Sam Nifty Delaney. So what? Welcome along to the Friday episode. You're getting this early on Thursday evening if you are a member of the IFS, which of course you should be, but you know, we're not judging you if you're not. Um, uh, yeah, Sam, how are you doing? Are you all right? Have you had a good week? Well, I've just had a bit of chocolate cake. Um, so at the moment, I'm lo- I'm loving life. I'm I've loving been life. All over the kick this week. I've had to do. We're, do we're doing we're doing some new mint stuff tomorrow, Friday morning, mm. and I've been writing for it because that's so, what we do. You know, it's, you have it's to not cake off it the cuff. Up. It's not. You have to cake it up. So I bought some writing cake. I bought a Victoria sponge <laughs> from Sainsbury's the other day. I thought I'm going to need lots of tea, lots of cake. So I've got a nice Victoria sponge, and it's been more sponge than than writing, to be honest. But uh, yeah, it can happen. There. It can make you sleepy. You can get. I don't know about you, but I I I I sometimes fall victim to a cake crash. You get a rush, then a crash, don't you? Yeah, and yeah, I, I've literally. Happen. I mean. I've literally just finished swallowing my last mouthful of chocolate cake. Right. As I called you, right? There's yep. remnants of cake in my mouth live right now. Mm-hmm. So I hope we can get to this podcast before the cake crash inevitably kicks and in. It'll just slump. Because then I will be having my afternoon cake nap. Um, what happened was I, uh, my my good wife was going out for a walk with one of her best friends, a socially distanced walk in the park, because it's one of her best mate's birthdays today, Mm -hmm. right? Happy birthday for Rosa, yeah? Okay. And uh, she's a friend of mine. as, You know, she's a friend of mine too. Like, we both went to school with her. But at the same time, you have to have... Me and my wife, because we've known the same people for a long time, and we've known a lot of our best friends before we were even together, Mm. we have quite a few disagreements and disputes over who owns what friend. Yeah, I was going to say, they're categorised into different groups. They are, and some there's some that exist in a hinterland, and it can't be decided. They're usually the ones we haven't seen for a few years. So I can't remember if I told you this, mm. but there was a couple of them. Um, <laughs> don't laugh, right? But there was a couple of Yugoslavian twins who started my school in about the fourth year. Have yeah? we not heard about the twins before? Or was maybe, twins? maybe. But there's lots were, of stories about these two twins. twins, Sam? Yes. Yes, we have yes. heard about them before. <laughs> they were from Slovenia. And oh. this was in the middle of the Balkan War. Maybe that's why they'd come over. <clears throat> yeah, maybe. To, to, to seek refuge. Peace and and quiet, they started yeah. at our school. Anna and Jiva. Anna and Jiva Yelnica. Right. Hell. Anyway. <laughs> um, anyway, we were friends with them. Um, they, they used to hang around mm-hmm. me and my mates. And... My wife, who I who I knew at school but wasn't with then, wasn't until we got older that we got together, she was friends with them too, on a separate vibe, yeah? And yeah, then different motivations uh, for the friendship. Yeah, and then years later, <laughs> one of them pops up on Facebook, I think Jiva Yelnica, and I said, oh, yeah, uh, Jiva Yelnica's popped up on Facebook. I'll probably um, 
uh, send her a friend request, see what she's up to these days. Maybe she's back in Slovenia. Who knows? Yeah. And my wife went, yeah, but they were more my, the, the Yelnikas were more my friends than yours. And I was yeah. like, that is bollocks, mate. They <laughs> hung around with me and the lads all the time. They loved it. They used to even come down Chiswick Snooker Club with us. True, <laughs> right? Which, by the way, was no place for them. Like, it was awful. But anyway, that's where we took them. And uh, no, my good wife wouldn't have it. So in the end, really weird. This gal, Shiva Yelnika, remember, she hasn't heard from us for fucking years. Suddenly, she's got a message on Facebook from me. I've got in there, first of all, my wife had a chance to go, hi, Shiva, look, I'm uh, married to Anna now, who you'll probably remember. And we saw you popped up and we were remembering you know, uh, the, the good times and, 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 and how we missed you. But what we really want to know is this. Who do you think you were closer to at school? <laughs> She's gone. It's important. What? This is like fucking 25 years since she's seen us. She's gone, what? So hang on, let's get this straight. You two are now married and you're sat at home arguing Squabbling. over which of you were better friends with me at school. And I'm like, yeah, that's right. Just yes. answer the fucking question, yes, will you, love? Listen, sweetheart, I didn't come for fucking judgments. Just tell, tell us the answer. I think we both know it was me. Right. There's a tenor riding on this. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so that that aside, so my miss has gone up so the who, park who for was, birthday walk. Who, 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 who were they closest to? She, she was, quite understandably, mate, totally fucking weirded out and just didn't answer didn't and has not been in contact with either oh, of us well. since. Well, I mean, that's a good gauge, really. Of, of what's going you, on with these two couple of fucking them. freaks? It's a good yeah. gauge of whether you want them in your life at this stage of life. Yeah. They've changed. People change. Yeah. People change. I like to go in hard and at this at this age and demonstrate to people my strangest side early mm. doors. Yeah. Because yeah. then it's like, listen, know what you're getting involved with. Can you handle this? I'm a I'm a bit of an odd bloke. Yeah. Uh, not odd as in, oh, watch out, I'm wacky and quirky. Mm. I'm just just strange. If you can handle me like, at my like weirdest, we all are. you can handle we me at my are. best sort of thing. Exactly. Yeah. And if they don't like it, if they can't stomach it, I write them off as part of the 97% yeah. and I move on. Good. Yeah. I mean, but, but on the back of that, though, isn't a snooker club a marvellous place? Yeah. Fuck it, it was it was It was good, but my memories of that snooker club are mixed because good and oh. bad things happened there. Oh, I, I mean... A lot of the lads had their bikes stolen in one massive bike raid really? by a local tough mm. called, called Gavin and some of his like sort of gang. And they just swept in one night. And I didn't have my bike there. Mm. I got the bus up there. Eh? See? Logistics. Yeah. Right. I had, I'd heard rumour on the street there was going to be a big bike theft. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, couldn't, exactly. couldn't ride nah, man, it's all right. I'll get the old two six seven up there because I might have a drink, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and they had all of their fucking bikes. It Jesus was a light. Christ. So that was a bad memory. Also, we bought Interrail tickets off a of geezer who worked there, <laughs> um, and they and were memory? just moody tickets. They were yeah. just fucking moody no tickets. I've told you about it before. They were filled in with biro, but we fucked off around Europe, page sixteen. You know, with these moody tickets. That were just nicked. Oh, you used them? Some fuck. We fucking used them. We Where went around they? Europe with the nice fuckers. One. Most people just let us through. Mm. But then one day between France and Spain, a moody cop got on and said, no, nah, these tickets are well moody. Yeah. And took our passports off us and said, you're not Fuck getting them back. Hell. 
And in the end, we were like, you've got to give them back. We're hitting the border soon. We were panicking because we were only kids. And he said, well, how much money you got? And he cleaned all of us out. Oh, but the whole thing was a bluff, really. He, yeah. in whether our tickets were moody or not, this was obviously his MO, right? Mm. This Spanish cop, mm, right? Definitely. It was, and it was his MO, but we were... We were childish. We were children. And also, we were super paranoid the whole time we ran because we knew these tickets were, were dodgy. Yeah. Like, we'd bought them for 100 quid. And it was like, 100 quid to go all around Europe indefinitely all summer. This can't be right. Yeah. And they're filled in, in not just in Byron, but in really spazzy handwriting. I know you're not supposed to say spazzy, but you know what I mean, right? Like, really rubbish handwriting. Spidery handwriting. <laughs> Spidery, let's say. Right? And I was just like, so we shut ourselves and he gave it and we gave him all our fucking cash. Yeah. So that was a, that that left a bit of taste in his mouth from I think the, the bloke who gave us the tickets was this guy who ran it called Rocky. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. I've got, of, uh, I've got a lot of fond memories of a snooker club in Sunderland, which is called the one four seven club. Which oh, yeah. me two of my mates used to work behind the bar there, so I spent a lot of time in there and it was underground as well. It was oh. in a basement. I mean, what could be was better? It dank. And these were the days when you could smoke as well indoors. Fucking Lovely. great. There's nothing better than it was a snooker. fucking. It was a, a. It sounds like a death trap, to be honest. Oh, well, it probably was. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. If it had yeah. been a fighter. But I mean, there's nothing better than playing on a full size snooker table because you've got no chance of being any good on it. But you feel as though, mm. you know, you feel as though this is proper snooker. Yeah, it's too big. And even then, you think when I'm older. It'll be. This will seem more of a normal size. It will yeah. seem like a pool table does to me now. Well, I'm six foot two, yeah. Mm. And the last time I went near a fucking snooker table, I still felt like a fucking ant. <laughs> yeah. I still. I'm six foot two. I've got pretty long arms, and I couldn't reach a single fucking shot <laughs> without doing the fucking Bill Wobernick and getting one leg up on there. <laughs> or using the rest. fucking. <laughs> sprawling myself out with the rest as <laughs> like for even as ever what's going on a snooker table's got bigger as Barry Hearn tried to sort of you know create more of a buzz around the sport again by thinking we're going to make the tables even bigger than before it it's going to be called jumbo foot. snooker <laughs> yeah. yeah anyway do you want to hear about how I happened across this cake it's to, oh, yeah. it's to go Sorry. back to this friend mm. for Rosa Powell Joint friend, I would say, but my good wife would say it's more her friend. Anyway, she's gone up the part of her for a birthday walk, but she's, um, I could notice my shirt, she kept mentioning about it like it was a big deal. I'm going up the park, I'm going up the park, I'm going up the park at midday. Mm. And I was like, yeah, all right, fucking hell. I heard you the first time, what's the big deal, right? <laughs> and then I've seen her like sort of at the window, like a pregnant cat fucking right. playing with the blinds, looking out the window for something. I was like, what's going on here? And I said, what the fuck are you over at that window for nonstop? <laughs> By the way, I am pretending that I speak to my wife like that. Obviously, I don't because she would kick my fucking face in. <laughs> but I'm trying to act hard for the fa- for the benefit of our listeners because I don't want the- to dispel the hard man image I have in their minds, yeah? <laughs> oh, yeah, right? beeping Timmy. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Come on, sweetheart. Come away from the work window, will you? And make us a cup of tea for fuck's sake. Whereas he about to say, darling, why are you looking at the window? Is there something I can do to help? <laughs> right. So she's looking out the window and I go, what's going on? She goes, oh, there's, there's a Sainsbury's shop due and I'm worried it's not going to turn up before I go out to make frozen. I said, listen, mm. don't worry about that. I'll fucking handle the Sainsbury's shop. I don't know why you feel every week so nervous about this Sainsbury's delivery. Like I can't handle the fucking delivery. Yeah. Yeah. 
She goes, I've got my reasons. And there was two reasons. One was specific to the day. She had ordered a small chocolate birthday cake right, yeah. in the Sainsbury shop, which she intended to take to Ferosa as a gift, so stale, right? So yeah. she was gutted if it didn't arrive before she left. But the second reason which she admitted to me was she didn't like me overseeing the delivery because Ooh. it's a week's worth of food. And what I do is I immediately do that thing you do when your mum comes in from a big shop when you're a kid, you is you start rifling for the treats. <laughs> and I go, I don't know why it is. It's because you fucking hide stuff. She says, I don't hide it. Mm. She went, they, they are not hidden treats. They are surprises that are nice to reveal at stages throughout the week. Oh, really? She said, whereas the risk is if you see them, you will get, you will get, you will immediately hunt through everything like a maniac. By the way, I'm not denying any of this. This is precisely what I would do and what I have done today. I rifle for it. I find the good stuff, right? And yeah. then I scoff it all at once. Scoff, 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 scoff. Yeah. And it all. But that was meant for the kids. Don't care. Right? I'm the man of this I house. Hide. I mean, I've talked before. I hide shit. I put, I hide things up my jumper and go off mm. up to the bedroom. I got that podcast now, so nobody bother me. Scoff, 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 right? Um, I hide <laughs> things in my pockets. I, I hide in the utility room, which I happen to know is where she stashes a lot of these treats, and I eat them. And I turn, I've told you before, I put the kettle on to create noise to um, disguise the sound of my scoffing. Scoff, scoff, scoff. Steam, steam, steam. You seem to have just brushed over the fact that your good wife is appears to be stage managing your entire life. Like mm. the Truman Show, by getting these mm. treats in and putting them away and hiding them for your know, dispensation throughout the week. Is this a regular thing? Well, it's for the whole family. Them? They're family treats, They're yeah. family treats, and, right. And there's their family treats. So say like, you know, say it might be a Saturday afternoon mm. and we're having a cup of tea and my wife might go, mm, hang on a minute, and she'll go off somewhere secret, come back, and there'll be like some two-fingered Kit Kats for example, mm. and we'll all go, fucking yes, because it's an amazing thrill. So it's such a lovely surprise. Or, you know, she might one night go, we will go after, oh, I'm still a bit hungry, and there'll be a pudding, right? And Maybe she's got just, a Viennetta. Just appear from nowhere? Yeah. She Has she got it. somewhere where she hides these? Like, uh, well, if I fucking uh, knew, I'd be scoffing well, it all. Exactly. That's the this problem. I'm wondering. This it's the- meant for the whole family, and it's meant to be spread out. But she knows that if I see it early on the delivery day, I will find it and I will eat Consumers. all of it to myself. Yeah, straight away, yeah. All of it. And I, and I, that'll be that sort of thing. So she can't afford for me to sit. So she went out really nervous because the Sainsbury's man was running late and she knew that there was treats in there. Yeah. And she was particularly worried because we also have to do shopping for her mum. Her mum can't get deliveries for reasons. Okay. So we, in the current situation, have to get supplies for her mum mm-hmm. and then we drop them around to her mum or her mum comes and collects them, right? But her mum also ordered treats. So her worst fear was not only would I eat all of our family yeah, treats, yeah. I would eat her mother's treats, treats which, well. again, Andy, I always try to be honest because the truth will see free. I would do, and I have done. I would eat her elderly mother's treats. Of course you would, yeah. You can her stop mummy, yourself. Her, her, her mother lives alone. She's vulnerable. She's in her 70s. Yeah. And she likes a treat like all Who grands doesn't? do, don't yeah. they? Fuck it. Yeah, but grands are the experts at treats, let's be honest. Yeah, yeah. No one can beat a nana when it comes to treats, mate. Mm. So obviously she has her little stash of treats for the week. I would st- I would steal and eat that in an mm. instant without giving it a moment's thought. 
I'm not saying I wouldn't feel guilty afterwards, but that's not the point. I'm a compulsive individual, mm-hmm. right? So sure enough, my wife has to go out to meet for Rosa. The cake hasn't arrived yet. So the stuff comes from the Sainsbury's man. I unload it all. I spot everything as I unload it because we ask for it not to be delivered in bags. It comes in crates and I have yeah. to take the crates so and unload it all in. individually. So I see all of it. Mm. Uh, crisps, biscuits, mm. chocolate mm. and the chocolate cake. All fucking and stolen. By this point, you know that the chocolate cake is now redundant because your good wife's gone out already. Yeah. And what I did so... was I used I used the kids in my ploy. Right. Because I thought, I'm going to, I could just steal this and eat it, the whole cake. Mm. And then, but people would find out and I'd have to face the shame and all the rest of it that I go through in this house, right? On a regular basis, yeah. I'm I'm very often persecuted, right? (laughs) So I thought, no, I'm going to play this a bit more political. I'm going to tell the kids that there is a redundant chocolate cake amongst the shop. And once I drop that in like a hand grenade yeah. into their tiny minds, yeah. they will fixate on the redundant sit cake. Back and wait for the inevitable, haven't you? Yeah. And as soon as mum comes home, they'll be the ones to bring the cake up, not me. Yeah. So sure enough, the good wife comes home from her walk and back. Oh, hello, sweetheart. You have a nice walk here, part where you make the job. Pity you couldn't give her that cake. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it did arrive, mind you, only moments after you'd left. <laughs> so tragic. <laughs> uh, and the kids go, Yeah, we've heard about this cake. You don't need the cake now. What's going to happen to the cake now? And I've just sort of shrugged at my wife with a grin, like, Well, not my fault. The cake's, the, what's done's done. The cake's there. We didn't want the cake to go off or anything like that. We didn't want it to get added to the regular treats. It's terrible when you think about all them kiddies in Africa, right? And here's us just wasting good cake. <laughs> oh, I, feel, I feel very guilty. I'm so guilty. <laughs> and so anyway, cut a long story short. I end it. up n- nifty boy here ends up with a large sticky slice of chocolate Sainsbury's chocolate cake. All in mm. his guts. All down in my guts, safe and sound. Jalapeño. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you wouldn't be hearing this brief but annoying message if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St Clement's each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your tits. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Jalapeño. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. 
Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Jalapeño. Is it the round one that's got that's just all chocolate? It's Belgian chocolate. Yeah. We yeah. have that. Me and, me and my boy have that for match days now. We used to go and yeah. I used to have a pint and he would have like a hot dog or something. But now we sit in the house and watch them on the internet and we have one of them cakes. Chocolate cake. Oh, Fucking brilliant. And the cake. size of it is quite good. But I mean, we split it between four, but it's actually really, it's a two-man cake in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Especially when, we... when you're talking about father and son situation. Mm. I mean, when me and my, my son are, are watching anything together, we are really like extra greedy almost we sort of egg each other on do you know what i mean yeah i don't know if you ever watched the sopranos but the uh, tony soprano used to sit with his son anthony right and there was regular scenes where when he came in from a hard night's mafia in (laughs) doing all his doing his killings and all of that yeah right he'd he'd come home all knackered and he'd sit in front of the box with anthony and they would both get big bowls massive bowls um that were not normal dessert bowls almost like mixing bowls fill them with ice cream and then cover them in like m&ms and squirty cream and any other fucking sugary product they could find and then they would just sit with these bowls on their chest next to each other in two reclining armchairs and watch fucking documentaries about Nazis they had like cinema room fucking hell yeah yeah and they'd watch like Nazi documentaries just stuffing their faces with ice cream Yeah, and I used to look at that and this was before I had a son think yeah those two have got the right fucking idea that's living all right, and now that is how I try to live of course it is, quite right. As a glutton. Yeah. I try to live the life of a glutton. Encouraging my child, my offspring, to mm. live terribly and poison yeah, himself to, with to, sweets to, and on, yeah, I'm putting him on the fast track to diabetes. Yeah, yeah. that's living all right. That's parenting <laughs> for you. Mm. Lovely um, diabetes. So you've had your cake. Uh, great news in from, I think it's from China. Taking a regular afternoon nap may be linked to better mental agility, a study has found. Uh, Fucking 100%. I could have told the Chinese that. It is official. The just rest lifestyle with the nap is now, um, it's officially good for you, for your mental agility. And that was done by... This is absolutely true. I mean, this is without any trace of irony. I, in lockdown, find myself, you know, not every day, but I would say at least half of the days having a a nap. Mm. And I always, like, I'll hit my crash after lunch I'll have my nap Mm. usually it's unplanned sometimes it's planned and when I come round I think I said I'm fucked I've got loads of work to do but I'm never going to fucking get it done now when I come round I'm fucking firing on all cylinders again and it like you said sometimes it's only 20 minutes in fact you often warn and also method is not to go beyond that I've set the timer yeah but um it's good that it's been you know um it's been given scientific vindication. It has, because Boris Johnson recently confessed to the to the afternoon power nap, and he was castigated for it by everybody. Mm. You know, how dare mm. you? You're you're supposed to be running the country during this pandemic. Mm. You're doing a terrible job as it is, and yet you're fucking away to bed for twenty minutes every yeah. afternoon. 
which you know for the first part of that I can see the point of view but the second part of it yeah. imagine what it would be like if Johnson wasn't having a power nap exactly. every afternoon exactly right I would say fucking let hell. the cunt have his nap let the cunt have his nap because fucking he fucking needs it burning yeah? cars on every street like, corner wouldn't it put him do him for sleepy time on the fucking mat like they do at nursery schools yeah. for other toddlers do you know what Suck I mean let the cunt have his nap yeah. Fatsy used to go around giving it the big and saying I only fucking sleep four hours a night and yeah, I was exactly. thinking you mad cunt. We've got fucking nuclear arsenal and you're fucking highly strung at the best of times and you're telling me that you're only getting four hours kip a night. This is fucking madness. Yeah. Right? I used to shit myself about that. I want a Prime Minister who's getting plenty of fucking kip. Yeah, that's the only good thing I've ever read about Boris Johnson, but there we are. So mm. um, so that was bad news for the power nap, but then the Chinese have come up and said it's... Uh, uh, yeah, it's, it's official. It's official. It's on... The online journal General Psychiatry, which to me sounds very uh, official and authoritative, doesn't it? That sounds like a good periodical and one I may subscribe to. There's another bit of news I've seen today, Sam, just a couple hours ago um, on the BBC website. Here's the headline. Tell me if you think this is good or if you think this is bad. Family did as the shop in blue light ambulance. Good. Really good. You think it's good. The police think it's not good. Um, it was a second-hand ambulance that some bloke had bought or acquired, uh, mm. and he pulled up at the Asda with the blue lights flashing, and then they jumped out and did their shopping. We uh, There was a, a really great football book that at some distant time in the future is definitely deep-diveable, mm-hmm. is Stan Bowles' book, which oh, is yeah. called, imaginatively, Stan the Man. And it's amazing. Right. And y- years ago, uh, my brothers and I bought the rights, the film rights to it. Right? Nice one. My, my brother Cass, QPR Terrace legend, Casper yeah. Delaney, is a, you know, obviously he's a, he's a QPR Terrace legend. He loves QPR. He loves Stan Bowles. And so he was the first one who alerted us to this book and was mm. like, this is the fucking funniest book I've ever read. And so they tracked down Stan Bowles to a pub in Isleworth, which is in the you know the reaches of West London, yeah, and uh, and and basically my brother did some digging and they go look if you want to get in touch with Stan Bowles turn up at this pub any weekday around this time, <laughs> so they both went down there. Two of my brothers went down there and sure enough Stan Bowles is there, and they get chatting to him. They give him a bit of a spiel about how you know they both work. They both make adverts, so they knew a little. They they knew their way around the camera. And they yeah. thought we could yeah, we could easily just transfer this to make it a film, I imagine. Right. <laughs> and so they started um giving him a spiel and he basically went Yeah, he interrupted them because the whole time he's got his eye on the box because the racing's on and yeah. that's all he's into. And he's gone, Yeah, 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 lads, yeah, yeah, look, it's fine, it's fine. Can you pay me the money now though? <laughs> right? He was not listening to a fucking word they were saying, right? And they go, sorry, what? And they thought there was going to be lawyers and contracts and all the fucking rest of it. And he's going, yeah, look, whatever you want to do, that's fine, but I need the money now. So they ended up giving him a couple of hundred quid in cash. And apparently he had to get the cash in and then out to the bookies before his missus tracked him down and found right. out that he had yeah. that he had paper in his hand, so to speak. And um, so as a result of that negotiation, we had the rights and they said... QPR legend Cass was going to produce it. Mm. My brother Theo, who's a Spurs fan, was going to direct it. And they said to me, right, you fucking write it. You can play it. I was quite young. <laughs> you write it, you can't. Yeah? You've got a fucking... You've got a type, right? Yeah. yeah? 
We 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 got a fucking word processor. We've seen it. <laughs> Don't fucking lie to us. <laughs> You're fucking right, it, sunshine. Right, so <laughs> I fucking said, all right, I'll fucking write it then. I didn't. I wrote like a, a long treatment. I never wrote a script. And uh, anyway, but it was fucking great fun. And anyway, do you still um, have? Do you the, still have the race to Stamboul? I, I don't think so. I'll have to double check. I reckon we bought them for like a year. And also, basically. also, how many other people do you think Stamboul's have sold the rights to? Yeah, start precisely. In that that's pub? the other thing. He probably had people <laughs> saying that every day. Yeah, if I just get tired, you're quitting and everything. Ah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah fi- film? Did you say? Yeah, great. No problem at all. He's like thinking, like fuck, you'll make a film, right? And and he was right. We didn't. But I went and uh, the, the be- one of the best stories in it is that his best mate was Don Shanks. Yeah. Do you remember Don Shanks? He yeah. was a fullback. And it, that was Stan's best friend. Mm. And they were both gambling addicts, which is no laughing matter, mm. but they were. And by the way, in those days, like a lot of problem behaviour and addiction and so on, it was a laughing matter, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, we now realise it shouldn't times. have been. <laughs> yeah, different times. And they got a fucking... They bought a second-hand ambulance, right? <laughs> Precisely so they could get to the dog track, right? Against... against, So they could finish fucking playing football at an away game or whatever. Then they would jump in the fucking ambulance, fucking stick the hell. blue light on, and just fucking go for it down the Uxbridge Road with all the traffic getting out of the way. And yeah. they never once got stopped for it. They just got away with it. They, they had it for, like, the whole time they had QPR together. They weren't everywhere fucking blue light. Fantastic. They were addicted to the blue light. They didn't. They got it in the spirit of, well, we'll only use it sometimes. Yeah, yeah. When we're in yeah. a real hurry to get to the because dog we're track. footballers and it has to be an emergency, otherwise we wouldn't do it. Yeah, <laughs> but enough. obviously, and I can see their point of view. Once you've done it once, why on earth would you yeah. ever not be using it? Once you actually can get away with it, do you know what I mean? You'd use yeah. it every time. The um, so um, the 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 Wednesday night after Sunderland won the FA Cup against Leeds in 1973, we played QPR at Roker Park at home. Mm. And the FA Cup was on display on a stand uh, for all to see. Um, and someone bet Stan Bowles that he couldn't knock the FA Cup over with the ball at some point during the match. And he <laughs> took the bet on. And legend has it that he did indeed yeah, whack, yeah, whack the heard, ball out of play and knock the FA Cup over. Yeah. yeah. That was one of... Fucking that was probably legend. the lesser... Of the two interesting things that happened that night, the other one you might have seen it on me Twitter last week was that uh, we held a mock funeral for Leeds United who we'd beaten in the FA yeah, Cup final. Yeah, I did see that on your and Twitter. And there was a That's priest, funny. and there were some men carrying a coffin with "R.I.P. <laughs> Leeds died 1973" <laughs> on it. And this was in the middle, this was in the middle of the pitch. This wasn't something that happened outside the stadium. This was kind of like club authorized, and it happened in the middle of the pitch. Insanity. People really hated Leeds back then. I mean, well, yeah. I know that people still dislike Leeds, Some right, do. to a degree. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure United fans, for instance, still hate them. And I think Chelsea, there's... <clears> in, uh, but but back then, they were like... I suppose they're like Chelsea are now. Like, mm. everyone hates Chelsea, don't they? Yeah. They're a hated club. Yeah. Um, and I guess that's what... Because it seemed rather extreme, although also hilarious. But I've heard what since then... Did. Some people retort replied and said that other clubs, I think Blackburn and Preston were named, that when they get relegated, they bury the relegation at the stadium and then they dig it up again when they get promoted again. I don't know what form the relegation takes. 
Do they have a certificate? That sounds like a, a that sounds like a Native American yeah. type vibe to like me. Burying bad spirits, mad. Yeah, well, not mad if you. Maybe we should start doing more of that, like burying bad spirits. It should be or more talking efficient. about spirits. Talk about spirits. By the time this podcast goes out, it'll be too late. So there's no point in me promoting it. But we're doing another Clinton Baptiste live show tonight, and uh, and Clinton Baptiste showed me earlier in yeah. preparation a clip that he had been sent that I will after the show share. Right. It is fucking amazing ghost content Whoa. because you know obviously it's a comic character Clinton Baptiste, but people do send him a lot of fucking mad ghost content for him yeah. to analyse. Right, and this is just like. Two lads kicking a ball about, I think they are, and it's in a sort of like you know, like a quad. You know, when you it could be at a university or just some old buildings where there's like a grass square with like sort of old flats all the way around it, yeah. that sort of style. Yeah. And they're playing on the grass, and then someone goes, "Fucking hell, what's that?" And he points, and someone's got a mobile phone and points up to where mm-hmm. he's looking. And at the top floor of one of these flats, there is what can only be described as a ghostly spectre, right? Oh. A face. That looks like from olden times, but it's definitely flesh and blood, yeah. and it's sort of greenish grey, and it's just staring at them with a haunted look Fuck in its hell. eye. And the camera zooms in, and then the eyes just move a little bit as if he knows he's been spotted, and then very slowly he sort of glides away <laughs> out of shot. Right, wow. and these lads who are filming it going, fucking hell, what the fuck was that? And one of them goes, maybe we should go up and have a look. <laughs> and then it ends, and I'm thinking, no, you fucking shouldn't, mate. Like in a horror film. <laughs> yeah, you don't do that. Just like, Maybe you should just fucking peg it. Fucking leg it, you fucking arsehole. <laughs> yeah, but I do think it made me think, God, this is amazing. And I thought yeah. we should start trying to get hold of more ghost content. Right, yeah. You and I. Well, I mean, there's lots of things we should start doing. And we will get round to it all eventually. Stan Balls' book. If you've got ghost content, send us your fucking ghost content, yeah? Because uh, we, we've we got something to say about it. I mean, so much Stan Balls and doing his book. I've even got a copy of Frank Worthington's autobiography, which is... In, oh, in, that's be- supposed to be great. Beautifully entitled One Hump or Two. <laughs> Again, I think very much different times, but... That's much better than Stan the Man. Frank McAvenny scoring an expert's guide is good, but yeah. nothing will ever e- it be Ian Botham's Don't Tell Cat. Don't Tell Cat. Cat's the name of his, his fucking wife. wife. Yeah. It's like your daft cunt, you've just published a book. It's fucking in every WH Smith's in the country. <laughs> Don't tell Cat. <laughs> right, before we go, predictions for the weekend's football. Um. Mm. We begin with West Bromwich Albion versus Fulham. Ooh. You can go first because well, you're leading. Fulham are better than West Brom leading at the moment, lead. but I still would say 1-0. One 1-0. All. One all. Uh, I think West Brom will get the win, win that they need, 2-0. Then we've got West Ham versus Liverpool. West Ham, the darlings of the nation at the moment with their, mm. um, their run of wins. Six the, wins in a row. The entertainers. Yeah, I'll go first there. West Ham versus Liverpool. I'm going to go 2-1 West Ham. Yeah, I'm going to say 2-0 West Ham. Okay. But just a quick word on West Ham. We are fucking massive. <laughs> we are in, We are going to win the fucking league. And I think we might win the double. Honestly, we are fucking formidable. Formidable. Yeah. 
That no prediction from, in us, from last season where you thought you'd go the whole season unbeaten, you were yeah, just, I just ahead went of the time. Yeah, I went a season early. Yeah, he did. All right. We, are gonna, we, won't, we won't lose between now and the end of the season. Okay. It's, it's, it's there. You've said it. Um, Everton versus Newcastle next. 2-0 uh, Everton. 2-0. I'm going to go 3-0. That could be the final <laughs> nail in Steve Bruce's coffin. It probably won't be because they've just brought in... Um, they just brought in a new coach from Bournemouth. So they brought in a mate for him. Steve Bruce isn't going anywhere soon. Cardiff versus Millwall. That's always Millwall. slightly humiliating. Cardiff versus Millwall. Oh, that's going to be a bit punchy. Oh, no, everyone's in lockdown, so there won't even be any fighting. Mm. Nevertheless. Cyber fighting. Yeah. Oh, you go first on this one. <laughs> I do. Uh, Cardiff, Millwall. Fucking no idea. 1-1. One, one. Didn't we talk before about organising Zoom hooliganism? Where, because all the hooligans had to be locked down, you could Zoom still against. arrange a sort of a Zoom group chat where you just give each other loads of verbals during I'm the not game. Sure. I can't remember. It, it seems plausible. Zoomigans, yeah. did you yeah. say? Zoomigans, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's superb. I'm sure there must be a way of us monetizing that yeah, a social platform for frustrated it. hooligans. Yeah, yeah, we'll sort that out. Another mm. income stream. Uh, Cardiff, Millwall. I'll, I'll say 2 0 Cardiff. 2 0 Cardiff. Finally, for Sunderland versus Gillingham. Um, I'll, I'll briefly say that Sunderland have had two 1 0 wins in the past week, and they've been two of the most astonishingly rotten games of football I've ever seen. But mm. two clean sheets, six points in the bag, loving it. And I think we'll go. Reminds me of uh, the, when West Ham used to be managed by Sam Allardyce. That used to happen quite a lot, where we'd win, but you'd come away just so depressed. Yeah, you just feel dirty <laughs> afterwards at what you yes. won. God, yeah. I, I'd have almost have rather lost. <laughs> I'm going to go one nil again. I can't help myself. I'm hooked into it. Uh, okay, I'll say one nil. One one. All right then. That's it from uh, for us for today. Anything else you want to add? Before we nip off for the weekend. Not really. I hope you all enjoy your weekends. Yeah. What, you know what? I was just thinking earlier on. We're just ticking off the days and we're ticking off the weeks till we get some kind of normality. So just keep your head down. Keep it simple. Do what you're doing. And, you know, we'll we'll get there in the end. And, and like Andy and I try to do, just try to recognise the little bits of joy and pleasure that are all around you yeah. every day. However like, tough life seems. You know, it can. It very often the simplest things that yeah, are the most, the most entertaining. Rewarding. Whether it's so an just afternoon try to nap, sort of notice, keep an eye out for them. Whether it's an afternoon nap or a stolen kick, just fucking... just or just a wank, you know. Just, like, well, whatever. yeah, yeah. It was hanging. It was hanging in the air there. Uh, yeah. Just, uh, just fucking rest. Goodbye. Thank you so much. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. 
Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.